This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Harianto Diman, and I'm Olivia Quay. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyze key issues with our journalists and guest experts. Looking overseas, top U.S. and Chinese officials are set to meet next week in what the Americans expect to be difficult talks. This after Washington condemned Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system, calling it a continuing assault on democracy. Earlier, Chinese Premier Li Keqiang said he hopes to re-establish dialogue with the U.S. at all levels. A Chinese official in charge of Hong Kong policy told reporters today that Beijing's plans for electoral reform coupled with the imposition of a security law amount to a combination of punches to quell the chaos of recent years in Hong Kong. Joining me now from Hong Kong is our correspondent Claire Huang. Claire, Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam welcomed the changes passed by Beijing and had described the move as timely. But what's the reaction from the pro-democracy camp? Well, um, they're on the opposite sides of the divide, so you expect them to completely disagree with the pro-establishment camp, right? And here's where I stress that even within the pro-establishment camp, um, there's a bit of a disquiet despite the appearance uh, of unity. Um, but on the part of the pan-democrats, uh, activists including those exiled, uh, you know, in exile, including Nathan Law in the UK, Ted Hui in Australia, you know, they are of the view that Beijing is rewriting Hong Kong's electoral system. And this is a direct breach of the one country, two systems principle, uh, which Hong Kong is under which Hong Kong is guaranteed, you know, a high degree of autonomy for 50 years from when the city was handed back to China in 1997. So the other point that they've made is that the overhaul is meant uh, to deter pandems from, you know, running for parliament in Hong Kong. And that leaves some very little room uh, for participation in future. So um, what this also means is that some analysts uh, and even pro-Beijing politicians have pointed out that the advances made over the past 20 years since the handover, uh, you know, basically advancements towards uh, becoming more democratic have been wiped out now. And, um, you know, the system is now modeled after the Chinese parliament. Mm. And on that note, uh, Claire, as China tightens its grip on Hong Kong, are people likely to take to the streets in protest? As in 2019, when there were mass protests against plans to allow extradition to China, or is it different this time? Well, Harry, let me um, ask you this question then. If there's a national security law of this magnitude, this type and scale, do you think you'll protest, you know, despite feeling having strong feelings and risk going to jail? So um, this is not to mention the fact that the more vocal politicians and activists are mostly either facing jail term because they're being charged, okay, they're facing some charges of some sort, or they have already left Hong Kong. Right. Now, separately, uh, Claire, Hong Kong is also grappling with the new COVID-19 outbreak that is spreading fast. Uh, how are officials managing this new cluster? Well, I'll just give a bit of background about this uh, latest outbreak, right? It's linked to a gym in Saingpun that's in the West. It's a gentrified neighborhood in the western part of Hong Kong Island. A 27-year-old trainer was infected and he, uh, through contact tracing, uh, you know, worked 
done by the government. Uh, more than 240 people have been placed under quarantine. Um, you know, 50 people, uh, you know, including uh, staff of the of the gym, the gym's called Ursus Fitness, and uh, customers basically were tested positive. And we are expecting, you know, more, dozens more added today. Um, and, uh, you know, the magnitude of this cluster has the potential to trigger a fifth wave here, according to one of the health experts that, you know, the government consults with. Now, the gym is popular with the experts. So um, this time around, the entire expert community, particularly those in the West, right, uh, who live in central, the Sainpun, um, are affected. And, uh, you know, you have multiple banks, uh, such as Credit Suisse, HSBC, Morgan Stanley, they're shutting off floors, asking staff to work from home. And then because it involves the expert community, we also have international schools uh, shut and several other places uh, because they, they go to different places to eat and things like that. So the government has issued mandatory testing notices to dozens of buildings in these neighbourhoods. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, health expert David Hui, whom the government consults with, says that uh, it, it's crucial to look at the, the coming two weeks um, to see whether there's more, there's a spread basically. And uh, But he said that it's still premature to shut all gyms. So what the government has done overnight is uh, to tighten measures in gyms. So they're making it compulsory to wear your masks uh, in the gyms. Um, and then the usual existing measures uh, apply, right? Things like no more than four people per fitness station, per, per class, you know, there must be adequate spacing that's 1.5 meters apart, you know, and things like that. Well, thank you so much for the update, Claire, and thank you for taking the time to come onto the show to speak with me. As always, do stay safe there. And that was The Straits Times' Hong Kong correspondent, Claire Huang. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.